You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Yo, yo, what's up, party people? If you're brand new, welcome to Mindset Mondays. And I hope you guys have had an incredible weekend. We had the Dominican Republic event last week. It was great. There was, uh, I flew in a guy who has done sales for Tony Robbins for years. In fact, let me just give you guys the perspective on this. This guy did sales from the stage. The last event that he sold at, they did $85 million in sales on the last day of the event. Now, you might not think that $85 million is a lot, but it's, I mean, it's kind of a lot in a day. <laughs> Put some perspective into that. He said, Taylor, Chris, this was the, and I'm not telling you the truth. You can see it. It's on his Facebook. This is the best two days of sales training I have ever witnessed, ever. This is just something that we flew our internal team to, did a little bit of training. And uh, the quality of our operation is going up. So if you just snuck in, congrats. Why don't you just literally reach around, pat yourself on the back, say congratulations on being here in prime time. Today, we're talking about the resolve of a champion, the resolve of a champion. I got a couple of stories to share with you today. It's going to be a good time. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have experienced some haters? How many of you have ever experienced doubters, people who didn't believe in you or your mission or your cause? Well, today, I'm going to tell you about uh, an experience that I had, a test that I took and failed. And it kind of led to this lesson, the resolve of a champion. Three levels of certainty. Number one is confidence. Write it down. Confidence. Confidence is your faith and abilities in yourself. The faith in what I can do, the faith in what I have the abilities to do. This is confidence. Confidence is a necessary thing. It's an important thing, but it's not the greatest degree of certainty that there is. Uh, You can think of, of confidence as like, kind of the cornerstone. How do you build confidence? Well, you you honor the commitments you make with yourself. If you say you're going to go to the gym at 6 a.m., you go at 6 a.m. If you say you're going to send this email, you send the email. Confidence is your, your faith in your ability, your faith in yourself to get the job done. Got it? Level two is conviction. You say, well, what's the difference between confidence and conviction? So glad that you asked. Glad that you're curious about this. Confidence is faith in yourself. Conviction is the belief that I am using my abilities for the right reasons, for the right cause. Confidence is my faith in myself and my abilities. Conviction is this unshakable belief that I am using that confidence for the right reasons, for the right things. I'm convicted about this. You know, when we go into new markets, we're not just confident, we're convicted. We carry that conviction with us. We're turning the lights of our skill sets onto the right reasons. Does this make sense? Here's the third level, which is resolve, confidence, conviction, resolve. And when you get to a place in your life and your business where you have a resolve, it changes the attitude a little bit. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you get to that place of resolve? The resolve of a champion. And resolve simply means that you see your challenges as 
worthy of your cause, a refusal to accept anything less than total victory because my cause is noble. And to get something without paying a price for it means that what I just got was worthless. There's a little bit of an edge to resolve in that you, you get borderline annoyed if there is no worthy challenger. And you know you get to this point when things begin to break and you expect it and you're like, that's the game. That's the game. Resolve. Can you have uh, conviction without confidence or is confidence a requirement for conviction? I mean, you can't really have conviction without confidence because what is, I mean, that's just called regret. And you're kind of in a place where you're being manhandled. To be convicted with no ability to do anything about it is dreaming. So I think that it depends on the semantics of the word conviction. Now, obviously, we could use different definitions. But for today, it's like, no, confidence is the baseline. Conviction is a level of confidence that is not only in you, but in what you're doing. And then resolve is if you go through a period where you're not being challenged, you begin to wonder what's wrong. So let me tell you a story Then we're going to get into a little bit of uh, what resolve means and kind of how I put this together. And then I'm going to give you three things at the end, three things that you must know to combat doubt. And by the way, you can have confidence and still have doubt because doubt is not the absence of confidence. Doubt is the oppressor of confidence. It's what comes against your confidence. So don't think that, don't think for a second that if you have doubt, it must mean you don't have confidence. It just means that you might be being tested somewhere and you need to know how to fight it. So last week I was tested. We say tested. It was bad. We were on a, we were on a plane. So we took our sales, some of our top sales guys, and we flew them to uh, the Dominican and we got them first class tickets. And uh, you guys probably all know Cole. You all know Peyton. We have a phenomenal team, but these guys, they did a great job in Q1. So we took them to the Dominican for some training and uh, I'm on a plane. I'm on this Delta first class flight and uh, I'm, I'm getting tested because I'm doing some work and I made a post. This person comments on my post and he says, this is bad, bad advice, bad advice. And I'm the kind of guy who I feel like I've, you can ask Ben, I've grown through the cycles of like, you know, a year ago, I'm like just in constant fight mode. This is kind of super masculine energy. Like if you disagree with me, you're an idiot. You know, <laughs> Megan would call it like the J on the Myers-Briggs. Just completely. If, if you have your own opinion, that's fine. It just means your opinion is stupid if it doesn't match mine. And it was like that all the time. I had to go through that process of learning to value other people's opinions. And uh, it sounds so funny now. I'm like so embarrassed, but it's the way of the world. This is where I was. And so this guy goes, this is bad advice. And I called him out. And when you have helped as many people as we have, and you actually get to a place where you have the money and you have the results and you, you know, you get a sense for who's full of shit. Isn't that true, Ben? Yeah. Yep. 100%. You can just, you can tell almost on feeling alone, like this person is a giant piece of shit. They know nothing. I don't know how to explain it. It's just kind of something that, you know, game recognizes game and more importantly, recognizes the complete lack of game. So I basically replied to this person. And now you don't understand. Here's what you're missing. And he replied with this famous last words. I make a whole lot more money than you do. And uh, I swear to God, it was like my, just everything turned black. And I woke up three hours later and I had like humiliated this guy. I mean, I've got 10 messages in my private message by the time we land 
in Atlanta. People are like, dude, take it easy on this guy. He knows not what he's done. And it just didn't matter. I was out for blood. I wanted to, you know, you guys are probably all just watching. Like, what's he going to do next? <laughs> I got, I got baited. I got baited. This is something that I've had to work really hard on is to not allow myself to get baited. And to be honest, one of the best, there, there are two people in the world who are really, really good at talking me down. It's Chris Evans and Ben McCollum. And I just didn't even talk to either one of them. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to destroy this person. You ignored, you ignored all counsel. <laughs> all of it. And I don't know if you guys have ever been baited before, but it's like, man, it sucks. It sucks because I know that I'm called to a higher standard. Just him saying he made more money. If you look at the statistical odds and you do the math, the, the chances are come out to round about, if you round it, it's about 0% chance that he does. And uh, tell you what, Ray Dalio isn't leading with sentences like I make more money than you. Anyways, I should have ignored him. Lesson learned. So we move on. I promise this is going to tie in to the lesson today. We get to the Dominican. We have an amazing time. And uh, like I said, we were really you know, validated and encouraged in our content and the caliber of our content. And then we get on a plane to fly back to Nashville. And I swear the exact same thing happens in the Smartest Guys in Marketing Group. The exact same thing. I have no idea. It was about that point that I'm like, okay, there's a lesson. And by the way, I went off on this person too. Baited again, two for two, two in one week. And I'm in customs in Atlanta going through the line. And I just get this hit of realization that basically I took two tests this week and failed both of them. And I'm frustrated. And I was baited twice in a row, almost by the exact same claim. And I got I was like, I got to pay attention to this. I got to get home. I got to journal about it. Got to think about it. I'm getting triggered by someone who nobody even knows, making some arbitrary claim that isn't even real. And if we're being honest, my highest self does not give a shit about who makes more money than me. And you know, if you look at what we built and everything, like it shouldn't matter to me. Why? Why was I so frustrated? I feel like I learned two different lessons at the beginning of the week and the end of the week, and I'm going to go into them today. And I kind of got these three things. Number one, write this down. Amateurs are interested in proving their abilities to other people. Amateurs are interested in proving their abilities. Winners have graduated from that. And if you're a winner, like, you know, you got some really good guys on here. You got Tanner Chidester and Pete Tansley and Ryan Steenberg and Kara Bell has been around for a long time. And they kind of are self-aware enough to look at what's going on. They, you eventually graduate from that place of trying to prove yourself and if you're going to get stuck, here's where you're going to get stuck. It's not improving your abilities. It's going to be stuck improving your motives. How many of you had haters on your ads and all of a sudden you're just torn up about it? It's like, you don't actually care that people see that you're successful. Somebody has called out your motive and it's, it's triggered you. Amateurs are interested in improving their abilities. Winners are really stuck on proving their motives. True champions let their wins and their losses speak for themselves. And there's this cascade. And the sentence that came to mind is, the less you have to prove, the more you can accomplish. The less you have to prove, the more you can accomplish. The less you have to prove, the more you can accomplish. And I was like, wow. You know, almost every single mistake I've fallen into over the last 10 years 
when it comes to dealing with another person is I felt like I had to prove something. There's a lid on your life and some of the greatest mistakes probably you've made have come because you're trying to prove something to somebody who may or may not even matter. And it's strangling your ability to actually be who you are and accomplish the things that matter the most. Is this making sense? Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're pointing to that value too. I think of uh, just understanding those things that, that can trigger us in different moments. And if, you know, if we're going to grow beyond where we are, whether that's in our business relationships, whatever, if we're not understanding those things on a deeper level, then we can't show up differently. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you've been stuck somewhere for a while, <laughs> these are the very things that you have to uncover. And I think, you know, you were talking about like the evolution over the last year and we see how TF has evolved, but that's like a direct correlation to how you and Chris have become more self-aware and adjusted things in your leadership and, and those pieces. hundred percent, hundred percent. The less you have to prove, the more you can accomplish. Resolve comes from a healthy confidence with healthy motives and a healthy expectation that you will be challenged. And I think that that's really the point here is healthy confidence with on top of that healthy motives with on top of that, a healthy expectation that you're going to be challenged. You know, tell LeBron James, he's not the greatest basketball player on the planet. He's probably not going to get into an argument with you. He's just going to play the game. He'll go and beat everybody. And for me, people can doubt my abilities. They can doubt my motives. But at the end of the day, I want to play at a level that is so high I'm unencumbered by weak people's opinions of me because half the time, the strongest doubters in your life are the people that deserve the least amount of bandwidth from you. But isn't it funny how they're the ones that tangle us up? 80-20, we wanted to go into that. And uh, another interesting thing that you should think about, especially when it comes to people hating on you, making a mockery of your dreams and your goals. When you study social dynamics and power constructs and rulers of old times and new times, you, there's, there's zero chance. You can't get to the top without the jealous people throwing stones at you. And I had this other picture in my head over this last week. What a learning opportunity it was. You know, that if safety or, or if total protection from the stones of lesser men and women is your goal, then you need to lower your goals. The sacrifice cannot be sidestepped. You're going to pay a sacrifice. You're either going to sacrifice the thousands or the millions of people who need what you can do for them. So, you know, you say, well, look, I know that I have value to offer people, but I just can't handle people doubting my motives. You know, I know that, you know, I have so many people that I can provide life change for in their marriages, but I just can't handle the person in my small group at church who thinks that all I care about is money. Yeah, I just know I have this mission to help millions and millions of people, but the the childhood friend I've had so long doesn't believe in my business. They're telling me not to post the things I'm posting. I'm telling you, it is never going to stop. You have to pick this all the time. You're either going to sacrifice the people who need you so that you can fit in with the people who don't, or you're going to sacrifice the approval of the few jealous people at the bottom so that you can reach the millions who need you. And I. I think that if you put it into perspective, we're all going to pick the right thing. But how many times do we go through life? You know, I'm not going to post this because I don't want this person back home to see. Mm. Just getting real. Sorry. <laughs> but it's like, how, how much time did I waste? Like trying to prove this person was an idiot and 
in the two hours that I spent thinking about it, how many more people could I have provided training like this to? So good. Karen said, uh, I find myself much more impacted by haters when I don't have much proof yet as I'm just starting out. <clears throat> Karen, you know, there's, there's truth to that, but you also have to remember that you've got plenty of life experience and you can't discount that. Even if you're rolling out a new offer, you know, you're an expert and you've got life experience. And it's like, if you remember all of those different experiences that make you unique or uniquely powerful to serve your market, that's going to, it's going to give you different ammunition on top of, yeah, then you take people through the offer, get them, get them results, all of that. But it's not like, you know, it's not like you were just born yesterday. And if you can tap into that, it's going to make you much more powerful. 100%. Now she thinks you're making fun of her age. No, that's not a good job, Ben. <laughs> you're screwed, Ben. <laughs> you know, you're trying to help someone out. It just goes bad. This is a great quote that you've all heard. I'm sure you've heard it many times. I'm going to read it to you, though, just because it proves my point. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions, who spends himself or herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his or her place shall never be with those cold, timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That was by Theodore Roosevelt. I think it's a perfect description because as entrepreneurs, sometimes you're literally going to feel like, yeah, I'm that person. I'm freaking marred by dust and sweat and blood, and I'm getting beat up by people who are sitting in the stands. You know, there's never going to be someone who hates on you who is actually in the field of play ahead of you. They don't have time. They just don't have time. The hating and the doubting is always going to come from the people who are sitting in the stands behind you. It's true. 100%. This is why you got to be very careful letting this stuff touch your spirit. You can't let the haters and the doubters and the naysayers, who the, the most they've ever done in terms of risk is purchase a movie ticket for something they might not have liked. And you're taking their advice genuinely about how to hire staff and how to make a difference, a positive difference. We gotta call it what it is. You, you must not sacrifice the people who need you for the people who do not. It's a mental game here, it's a mental game. And when you become a champion, when you have the resolve of the champion, not only do you have the confidence in yourself and your abilities, not only do you have the confidence that you're using your abilities for the right reasons, but you begin to develop an expectation. Let me ask you guys a question, honest answer. Do you think that if I was truly walking with resolve this last week, if I, if I expected that person to come and bait me on my post, do you think I would have fallen into the trap like I did? No way. No way. Would not have happened. Wouldn't have happened. Champions expect it. In fact, they get a little bit nervous if things go too long and there's not a challenge. We strive for a worthy cause and a worthy challenge. I hope this is helpful for you guys. 
If not, then I'm just locking the lesson in for myself because I won't repeat the mistake of last week. And then lets out a deep breath and says, amen. (laughs) Thank you, Taylor. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, to me, it's almost like, you know, as we evolve, it's it's like building in a, a diffuser for those situations to where you can almost like laugh it off instead of instead of reacting to it. You know, of course, it takes it takes like practice and reminders and there's going to be times where we forget. But it's like if you can build that into just your day to day and remember, look, if there's haters, it's like I need to ignore them because they're not someone that I'm going to learn from. Yep. You guys uh, are familiar with Abraham Lincoln, right? Hopefully everyone knows who Abraham Lincoln is, <laughs> whether you liked him or didn't. But Abraham Lincoln carried around with him. They found these things on Abraham Lincoln's person the night that he was shot. He had uh, a case for his glasses. He had, I can't remember exactly what's in it. It's like a, a key ring or something for like a like one of his horse things. And he had this article from a newspaper that, lauded Abraham Lincoln as one of the greatest statesmen that ever lived. And uh, I was reading an article this last week about this experience that they had picking these things out of his pockets. And the guy said, was Abraham Lincoln, why did he carry around a newspaper article of him being the greatest statesman ever? Was he egotistical? Did he, you know, did he just love to talk about himself? But you know, Abraham Lincoln, he was, historically one of the least egotistical men that there was suffered failure after failure, after setback, after setback, and was actually a very insecure man. He wasn't egotistical. He actually struggled with his own confidence. And the author of this article was saying, you know, in the, in the day and age that Abraham Lincoln lived, he wasn't loved. He wasn't, he didn't become Abraham Lincoln until he died. You know, people now look back at Abraham Lincoln. They think, well, greatest president ever, greatest man ever. he, you know, kept the United States from splitting apart. And he, you know, fought for equality and he did all of these great things. But in the day and age he lived, he was hated. It was violently ripped down the middle. You either hated him or you loved him. And they say that he kept this article with him to remind himself that he had people who believed in him. This semi-silent, insecure individual carried around a token so that when he pulled it out of his pocket, he was reminded that there were people that were paying attention to him besides his naysayers. So you can't have an excuse here to think that, you know, when I become great, I won't struggle with doubt. That's never going to happen. You are great in spite of your struggle with doubt. You can't get it in your head that at, at some point you'll be so, you know, locked in and you'll be so protected from the naysayers. No, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I hate to burst the bubble here, but I think you'll have more power if you realize the truth that is what you're doing has to be worth suffering and fighting the doubt. And so three things you should know about doubt. Number one, it's going to change. It's going to warp your belief system. People cannot trigger what is not already there. People can't trigger on the outside what is not already there on the inside. The first thing you got to know is this is a work of self-improvement. You want to be in a place where you remain tuned and healthy so that when you are squeezed, not if, notice I'm not saying, hey, if you ever get a hater, hey, if you ever get a naysayer, hey, if somebody ever doesn't believe in you. No, that's not, that's not the correct language. When people begin to come at you, 
when you are squeezed, when you are baited, you want to remain, remain in such a state of health that when you are triggered, there's nothing to trigger. I'll be the first to admit it. You guys want to know what really happened last week is there was ego inside. It was triggered and called forth. It was already inside. If I would have been in a place where that wasn't there, it wouldn't have bothered me. It wasn't even in there. There's not, you, you squeeze an orange and you get orange juice. It's got to be inside for it to be triggered. For a long time, I mean a long time, I really, I said that I was a proponent of becoming healthy, but I was really a proponent of hiding. And I looked healthy on the outside, but I wasn't healthy on the inside. Y'all so are like, holy shit, why are you telling us this? Because I, you need to know this is the process that you go through to become healthy. You got to look the truth right in the face. People cannot trigger what's not already within. Number two, belief is a muscle, not a destination. Picture Pete Tansley. It's like, oh man, I just can't wait to the, till I get to the place where I have a little bit of muscle and then I'll go to the gym. Can't wait till I lose a little bit of weight and then I'll start working on my diet. <laughs> you guys have it all backwards. Belief is a muscle, not a destination. You got to stop waiting until you get to the place where you're like, man, when I achieve this client result or this proof or that proof, Karen, then I won't. No, 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 no. It's not a destination. It's a muscle. If you're struggling with doubt, it's not because there's not real skill and confidence in you. It's because belief is a muscle, not a destination, and you need to practice. This is literally what the mindset mon or, uh, the morning formula is for, visualizing. Practicing that belief, practicing that belief. Oh, well, Taylor, uh, how can you practice the belief when the external circumstances, you just practice the belief, you visualize, you visualize, you believe it first, you begin to believe in yourself, you begin to believe in your mission, and then all of a sudden, your activities snap into alignment, and before you know it, your external environment, your circumstances, they snap into alignment, but it starts with building that muscle. This is really hard for people who live a sheltered life. They live protected by this or that or the other. It's why rich kids always are, first of all, giant pain in the asses, breaths, because they didn't, they were sheltered. I'm not saying all rich kids. That was very stereotypical of me. I apologize. But people live their whole life secluded from doubting eyes and protected from all challenge. And all of a sudden, they realize they have never had to delve deep. They've never had to build the muscle. Imagine if you just laid on a bed, your muscles would atrophy. The same thing is happening to millions of people and their beliefs all over the world. They never practice. Number three, number one, people cannot trigger what's not already inside. Number two, belief is a muscle, not a destination. Number three, you go and you see the, the skyscrapers in New York City. The taller the skyscraper, the deeper the what? Come on, Ben. Pop quiz. Foundation. The taller the building, the deeper they have to dig, right? Why? To be, for it to be stable enough to stand. Yeah, but, but why in particular? Mm, I stumped the, the main man. <laughs> I'm listening intently. The more surface area there is on a building, the more wind resistance it experiences. The same wind can blow through a city, but the taller the building, the more volume there is, and therefore the more pressure is exerted against it. Make sense? Mm -hmm. the deeper the foundation has to be because it's offsetting the higher the building is, the more resistance and pressure is going to blow, blow against it. 
It's the exact same thing with your calling, with your mission, with your business, with your impact. If you want a little bit of impact, you only have to deal with a little bit of doubt. Good news for you today. Some of you say, well, Taylor, how do I deal with the least amount of doubt possible? You have the least amount of impact possible. That's how you do it. How many of you get excited by that? (laughs) Hopefully nobody in here. (laughs) Hopefully not. The greatest achievements, the more impact you want, the higher you want to go, the more the wind is going to blow through the city, but it's going to pick your building. It's going to attach itself to your mission. You're going to have to deal with more doubt. You're going to have to deal with more haters. You're going to have to deal with more challenges, which is why the resolve of the champion says, bring it on. Remember, resolve means you begin to expect it. The greater the achievement, the greater the doubts, both internally and externally, by the way. This isn't just, I'm not saying that it's one, it's one or the other. I'm saying it's both, right? So when you look at what you're, what you're supposed to accomplish, what, what's your mission here? Like, what are you supposed to be doing with your life? Just know that the bigger your morning formula, the bigger you're visualizing, you're going to have to have a deeper foundation. That belief muscle in you is going to have to be stronger in proportion to how big the impact is. Number one, people can't trigger what's not already within. Number two, belief is a muscle. Number three, the greater the achievement slash impact, the greater the doubt. Sorry if you guys are bummed out that I didn't teach you how to eradicate doubt forever, once and for all. So you got to fight. You got to fight it every day. All right, guys. I can't wait to see you next week. It's going to be a great time. Peace out, guys. Adios. Thank you.